You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Last week, we heard the story of the lost colony, one of history's most outstanding mysteries. This week, Jim Horn joins us again to talk about the stunning new discoveries made on the John White map at the British Museum. So for 400 years, these little wisps of clues are all that exist to tell us about what happened to this settlement. There are just theories uh, and, and speculation until the present day when we have this map that uh, surprises us with a piece of information that no one had noticed in 400 years. We're talking about the John White map, which used to exist in the British Museum. That's right. That's where it's kept. Yeah, yeah. Tell us the, the new investigation into this yeah. map and what, and what was uncovered. Yeah, the, uh, the, the John White map is, is one of the principal pieces of evidence uh, from the period. It's, uh, it's a beautiful watercolour, as you say, housed at, at the British Museum. Uh, and uh, it was drawn by John White in uh, 1586. Uh, and w we now have to, to think about what, what was its purpose. Was it a record of the previous expedition or was it telling us something about the new expedition that was being planned for the following year. Um, we, uh, the First Colony Foundation, were interested in a couple of small patches uh, that covered uh, what might have been errors on the map, that's what we thought initially, uh, one to the south uh, and one to the north, right on that area that I've described as the confluence between the Roanoke and uh, Choam rivers. Uh, but they'd never been investigated in any detail. I think the general assumption really was that they were simply covering up uh, uh, some some kind of error in the painting or, or uh, drawing of the map. But uh, we thought it was worth a, a, a try. And actually we were more interested in the southern patch initially because we were looking to determine the exact location of an Indian village called Secatan so that we could, uh, we could maybe undertake some uh, archaeological work there. But as it turned out, the, uh, the most uh, stunning evidence, new evidence, came from the patch uh, at the head of the Albemarle Sound near the Roanoke Chihuahua Rivers. And what we discovered there, beneath the patch, was a clear symbol of a fort. Uh, without any question, um, we checked other symbols of forts from the same period. We liaised with the British Museum to do some detailed analysis of pigments and the paper to ascertain that this uh, was indeed a contemporary um, uh, symbol that had been drawn on the map, that it wasn't added much later. Uh, and all that checked out. So we know that John White had drawn that fort symbol at the head of, of the Albemarle Sound. What does that symbol look like? It, it, uh, it looks like a, a four-sided star uh, and it's, it's out of scale. Uh, if it was to scale it would cover uh, many acres uh, but, but so we can't, we, we can't necessarily determine the size of it. Uh, but, but it's certainly consistent with other symbols uh, on, of forts on maps of, of this period, right in line. With, with those. Not too dissimilar actually to the earthwork we've already discovered at uh, Fort Raleigh. So um, no doubt in our minds that, that this is a fort symbol. And then the question is what, what does it mean? Um, was there a fort actually there? Uh, and if so it's just 
that hasn't been discovered archaeologically? Or was it an intention to construct a, a fort there? Um, but uh, just as we were pondering those questions, we, uh, we also realized that there was not just one fort, but two symbols of forts. One below the patch I've just described, but th there was actually one drawn in invisible ink uh, on top of the patch. And this, uh, this differed from the one beneath in, in a crucial way. The, uh, the symbol of, it had a symbol of a fort, uh, rather smaller, but nevertheless, same four-sided figure. But around it were parallel um, lines, uh, vertical and horizontal lines, indicating palisades. In other words, this was not just a fort, but a fortified settlement. Uh, that had been uh, created and, and placed on top of that of that patch. So we were now faced uh, with uh, trying to figure out what was the sequence of events that led to the drawing of the initial fort, then the patch going over the top of it and the new fort um, being placed on top of that. Um, and uh, this is still open to speculation, but uh, I can I can give you my thoughts on it um, at the moment. We think the uh, fort beneath the patch was withdrawn in, in 1586 at the time of, of the uh, original map. Um, and we think it was uh, either a, a small fortification uh, at that location between, between the Roanoke and Chouam rivers, uh, or that the, uh, the colony of 1585-1586 had intended to put a fort there, but, uh, but didn't, uh, as it happened, and yet that was considered to be a good location for, for such a fortification or, or maybe even settlement. Um, so that's what John White was trying to indicate on the map. This would be a, another part of English territory, uh, along with the fort on Roanoke Island. One fort on Roanoke, 50 miles further into the, in, into the interior, would be another fort which really determines the English possession of the region, not just an island, if you like. Uh, we think that, that John White was actually uh, using the map. It would be a map that would be of use for the 1587, the new expedition, the Lost Colony expedition, and took the map with him to, uh, to America. Uh, and then uh, when they discovered that um, they were running out of supplies on Roanoke Island, they hadn't reached the Chesapeake Bay, they determined that John White should return to, to England. I think that some of their uh, original uh, thinking about the colony shifted so that they still thought that maybe they should set up a settlement on the Chesapeake Bay, but that might be left to another group that would come from England that John White would recruit after returning. But that the main group would move uh, to that location of the fort symbol, but not just build a fortification, but actually build a settlement there where they would, where they would remain. And that's the second symbol. And I think that it's possible that when John White returned to England, um, this is what he was telling Raleigh. And this is what Raleigh was telling sponsors uh, to raise a large expedition, which he did, actually, uh, in the 
spring of 1588, a large expedition to return to Roanoke Island. So it's a, it's a slightly complex sequence of events. Um, but I think it might tell us that there was a, a shift in planning and that um, the Roanoke region was going to continue to be settled even though the English still intended to settle, Raleigh intended to settle the Chesapeake Bay. And the principal settlement in the Roanoke region would be that fortified settlement between the Roanoke River and the Two Arm Rivers. So I think that's, that's, uh, that's where we are uh, at the moment. But I should just underline much of this uh, is, is we're still working out what the implications might be of this discovery. But the significance of this type of discovery almost can't be overstated. You found a map with a big red X marking the spot. Uh, do you remember the day you first saw the map or the day you first heard the news? Well, it, it was actually, and uh, one of those um, I can't believe it moments. Um, in, uh, in the work that I'd done, uh, as, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I, was, I was convinced that they had moved west, and, and not only that, but that there was a, a small creek, a uh, small uh, river near, that, uh, near the big rivers, it's called Salmon Creek uh, today, where they, where they, uh, where they settled, uh, at least initially, after leaving the island. Um, and I mention it uh, in my book, and uh, lo and behold, when the British Museum were looking at the possible location of, of the fort. And not only do they mention it's right there at, at the confluence of the Roanoke and Chuan, but they, rec they also mention it possibly on Salmon Creek. So, so it was uh, almost uncanny. Um, I couldn't have scripted it better. And uh, the uh, people that passed the message on to me told me uh, quite rightly that I needed to sit down before I really looked at, at the information. It's a, it's a stunning um, it's a really stunning discovery, whatever it means. It's, it's a stunning discovery. And I think probably the most important piece of information that we've had, at least since uh, that Zunega map of 1607, one of the most important pieces of information since John White himself drew the map. And the clue was there uh, all along, right in front of us, beneath those patches, uh, without us knowing it. Unbelievable. What happens now? I think the, uh, the principal task now is to uh, continue uh, looking at the, the, the map. We're, we're finding out other things, not so dramatic, but, but nevertheless uh, more intense scrutiny of the map, uh, uh, showing us a few uh, new pieces of evidence we didn't have. Um, ships, little ships that had been on the original map that had, had been... Um, um, uh, erased and, and and so on. So small changes, but but tell us a little bit about what was going on. Um, but more importantly, I, I think the the key here is archaeology, and what uh, we have in mind to do. First colony is to raise funds to uh, investigate that area around Salmon Creek. It's a it's a fairly built-up area. Uh, there's a golf course there. It's a beautiful area, actually, right on the Albemarle Sound housing development. But there are areas that haven't been um, disturbed too much. And we have got some clues already 
from previous excavations that uh, there were some very early English um, ceramics that might date to the late 16th century from that area of um, Salmon Creek. So um, shortly, we're going to, within the next few months, we're, we're going to go back to that to that area and have an initial look and then build a campaign to, to establish a long-term um, investigation there. Well, it sounds very exciting. I hope you'll keep us uh, up to date with your progress. Yeah, I'd be pleased to. If listeners would like to learn more about the story of the lost colony of Roanoke, pick up James Horn's book, A Kingdom Strange. Thank you so much for being here today. You're very welcome. Do you have a question or suggestion for the show? Leave a comment at podcast.history.org.